Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back to Beyond the Negotiation on Believe Podcast Network. I'm Sam Tiger, and I'm joined with my co-host and friend Higgins Success. We're back this week, and we're joined by a very special guest, a huge, huge supporter of ours in this podcast, a Buffalo Bills fan and founder of Draft Diamonds, Damon Talbot. Thanks for coming on today. How was everyone's weekend? First off, I know Higgins, you have some stuff to say. <laughs> well, welcome, Damon. Appreciate you uh, coming on tonight. But yeah, I had a very, very interesting weekend. Um, I I I uh, flew up to Atlanta on Friday. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was in Atlanta with some friends on Friday. You know, just really enjoying the NBA All Star environment, that type of deal. But then Saturday morning, I had to drive over to Orangeburg, South Carolina. So my, my little brother, he plays receiver at Alabama A&M. So they had a game against South Carolina State. Mm-hmm. So I decided to take that three and a half hour drive over. And man, it was one of the best drives ever because he definitely um, played a good game. He scored two touchdowns. So he and his teammates enjoyed a, a good victory. So it made the drive a little easier. <laughs> On the way back, I didn't mind all the trees and the woods so much coming back. So it was good. It is boring. Yeah, I don't know if I could live in South Carolina. I don't know. I've been there a couple of times and nothing really strike me. Well, I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I am I was like Higgins, but I wasn't driving to South Carolina. I actually lived in South Carolina. It's amazing. Stop hating. But um, <laughs> There we go. <laughs> But not not Orangeburg. But uh, no, I mean I watched the game as well. A uh, and M did do well. They they crushed South Carolina State. But Jacoby Durant, the NFL draft prospect, looked like a draft prospect for real. To have three picks by the first half, that was pretty impressive. So wow. it was a great game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I definitely took notice of that man because you know A and M have a pretty good quarterback. You know, one of the best in the FCS. So I'm watching the game. And I'm like, oh man, pick. I'm not used to seeing him getting picked like that. You know, I'm like, okay, he's going to come back. And then, like, right before the half, I think, on one of the drives, throws another one on a slant. I'm like, dang. Like, who was that making all these plays? But, you know, they, you you, you expect that being the first game for both teams. I mean, guys haven't played in, like, nine to ten months. So, definitely expected. And now, a word from our sponsor, Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming and so is the $100,000 bracket madness contest as bet online is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best p- way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. It's a no-brainer. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So let's get into it. 
So Draft Diamonds has a very, very impressive following across the board on social media. The website's amazing. You offer so many services. So I was looking a little bit, digging a little bit on your website and your overall mission is really geared towards the smaller schools. But I do know just from having clients that have done interviews with you and and obviously following your platforms, um, you work with really kind of draft prospects across the board as well as free agents. Can you tell me a little bit why you wanted to start the platform and how you started and kind of speak a little bit more on the mission um, to uh, really kind of uh, cater to the small schools? Because we don't see that a lot. Absolutely. Um, NFL Draft Diamonds was started about 10 years ago. And my my total goal was to just try to break into the scouting realm somehow. I had tried to put in for a bunch of different jobs, interning with different companies like Optimum Scouting and Eric Galco. And um, I actually worked in the Arena Football League for some time underneath Jay Gruden and Pat O'Hara, who's with the Texans. So um, when I was doing that, you know, I, I realized that these major schools, the Floridas of the world and the Florida states, they have thousands of websites talking about them and people talking about them. But who's talking about the Alabama A&M wide receiver, mm -hmm. you know? And at the end of the day, what we wanted to do is we wanted to create a platform to put it, it make it equal playing field mm -hmm. somehow. So when we started it off, the entire mission was to just basically you know, get these kids an opportunity to tell their story, what, what type of story, whatever story that is, but just to let them feel like they had some sort of presence, you know, like, Hey, you know, somebody does know about us. And I think that's where it started. Um, I actually worked as an intern for Eric Gelco and we started a, a segment called diamonds in the rough. And he gave me an opportunity to kind of shine my light. And he, I was able to pick 12 players. Um, I picked 12 players all from the HBCU level. I picked guys like Adrian Hamilton and Ryan Davis and Marquette King, and nobody really knew who they were. And they ended up blowing up into NFL players. Uh, yeah. Adrian ended up winning the Super Bowl. Ryan Davis went on, you know, and uh, that's where Diamonds came from. My name is Damon. If you cut the eye out, you obviously, you know, that's Diamond. But so Diamonds in the Rough started there. And then I said, well, maybe I can just call myself NFL Draft Diamonds. And I started that. And next thing you know, it took off. I did never thought we would be where we are today. And I don't think anybody in the household even thought that. So it blew up. It's amazing what you do. It really is. So congratulations on all your success. I, I know how it can be. So definitely, man. Uh, and I mean, I, I really enjoy going on your website and going on your Twitter and reading different things. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, I'm not big on like major media outlets, obviously, you know, cause you, you know, the bias and things like that. Like you said, a lot of, a lot of those, they're either big conference bias, right? So SEC, big 10 or ACC. So I, I like, you know, to go on your page and read about some of these guys stories. A lot of times, you know, I don't even know the guy. Right? And I'm like, okay, it seems like pretty cool guy. You know what I mean? Like, let me, let me check it out. You know? And I know you ask them questions and things like that. And I, I like going to the end. And when you ask them, you know, if they could have dinner with three people, who would it be? You know, I'm, I'm interested to see who they're going to say. And is, is it going to be all athletes or is it going to be like somebody like Martin Luther King or somebody who made a big difference outside of sports? 
you know, you kind of get a feeling for the type of player, right? Also, I know another um, question you, you'd like to ask those guys is, um, I think it's practice, film, or something else, I forgot. Like, to put it in order as far as, you know, what the, the importance of it. Right, so I like absolutely. You got them. You got You got to crush them, man. You got to. You got to get these guys thinking because they're all important. They're all important. Right, right. See, I mean, who the heck likes to practice? You know, so you like (laughs) to see those guys when they don't want to practice. They put it to the bottom. You know, right, right. So that that's awesome, man. Now I know you say that you know you've been you've been you started ten years ago. So I wanted to know, you know, at what point did you feel like you know what? this is what I definitely should be doing. Like, cause I mean, obviously Sam and I, you know, we've started our own businesses and started things and there are some rough times, right? Everything's not great and everything, especially when you're the underdog or you're servicing underdogs, right? Mm-hmm. So at what point, you know, did you say, man, this is it. This is gonna, this is gonna go where I want it to go. This is where my vision, everything is aligned to go. I think, Wow, that's a that's a really tough question. But when I go back and I look at everything, I to be honest with you, when I, I had I, I was just trying to get my name out there. I was doing anything I could to get my name out there. I know that this week on Twitter, the big thing was, you know, um, doing interns for free, you know, and, and I'll yes. tell you what, it's worth it. People people may not put put it into the idea, but Listen, I had to put in hard sweat and I wasn't getting no money for anything that I was doing. I was working for free, building databases, but I learned something. I learned that I can do the same thing that this person is doing that I'm working for that is making money. Mm -hmm. So I think overall, you know, when when this was about to happen, I wanted to break into the all star event scene somehow there was no small school guy there was no there was no real draft nick so to speak that was doing anything with all-star games so i started just sending out like resumes like emails just to all these all-star games and the east west shrine game responded to me and um they brought me on board nobody really they didn't really publicize my name or put my name out there but i worked with harold richardson and reed and and to be honest with you you know i was the, the, the guy behind the small schoolers getting to the East West Shrine game. So guys like Josh Norman and John Brown and different players that nobody was really knowing who they were. I was standing on the table for them. And I think that was my really ultimate to where I felt like I was making an impact because I was pounding the table for guys that nobody was talking about and they were getting an opportunity. Um, Josh, Josh Norman was a guy that we didn't even think he was going to be able to, like, no one was really talking highly of the guy. They were thinking like fifth round, sixth round, East West, they want like second, third round guy. And I started pounding the table and he ended up becoming the highest paid corner. You know, another cool story was Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, we had an opportunity to get Jimmy G at the East West and I begged and begged and begged and I couldn't get him, man. It got down to the point that if Eric Laura was his teammate and they said that if you take Eric Laura, Jimmy will come. And I, I, man, I had to pound the table for Eric Laura and we got Eric Laura. And so overall, you know, at the end of the day, you have to, you have to really just put your, like that would, to me, I think that was like the game changer because then people started noticing us. We, we started dressing the guys, the small school guys, we started dressing them in gear. We used to, I was working with companies to get free gear for these guys. So when they were going out on the football field in the East West Shrine, they're wearing full arm sleeves of draft diamonds. That, that was what really pumped my name out there. And I think that's what started it all. 
I love that. And I think kind of to touch like, yeah, I saw that on Twitter too. And it was one of those things where a lot of my sports biz friends were kind of torn on it. And I'm, I'm pretty quiet on Twitter. I'm a little more vocal on Instagram, but I agree with you. I feel like the, the amount of knowledge and the, the experience that I got from my internships is why I'm at where I am right now. And yes, as Higgins said, I echo that it is hard, you know, when you're representing underdogs and you are an underdog being independent and uh, so on and so forth. However, I've been able to maneuver and make things work, uh, whether it's, you know, working with the Legends players. I learned those skills from doing internships throughout the years, you know, three, four years where I was making a little bit of money, but the first couple not nothing actually college credit and and you know what I I'm thankful for it but I learned a set of skills that I can't really put a price tag on so that's kind of my take on that but I mean uh, with with the intern thing if I may you know are you gonna disagree (laughs) well not necessarily disagree but I think you know when we're talking about you know, doing an intern or unpaid internship and how it can be beneficial. I think more importantly, though, is making sure that it fits you, right? Yes. So making sure that now, if you just got me making copies of stuff for free, that's for not sure, help you me, have to be gaining right? a set so, of tools, right? So if it fits you or what you're trying to get into, and they actually allowing you to, you know, either travel with them or kind of shadow that person or, you know, actually being in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Not, okay, hey, Higgins, get all the notes ready for the meeting. Yes. But time for the meeting, you wait outside, right? So now I don't Correct. really get the experience or the full mm-hmm. experience, right? Now, at least let me sit in a corner somewhere and be like, hey, don't say a word, be quiet. At least I'm in the room, right? I, I can kind of feel for the room, see how these discussions take place and how they're going. That's the kind of intern experience that I don't mind being unpaid for. But then yes. there are some intern experience where it's kind of like, bro, that, that's indentured servitude. <laughs> that, that's yeah, I mean, answering right. a phone. I had one of those, but I will say my, my personally, my internship experience and the way that I operate with my current intern is, you know, I will provide you some tools, but I want you to do it yourself because that's kind of how this business is. No one's going to take your hand and walk you in the door and tell you. So I will provide you the tools and I'm here and I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, that's just me in general, but with my internship experience back when I was working in college football with the bowl games, it was one of those things where I was nervous. I was like, holy crap, I'm planning a whole outing for the wives of an ACC school and an SEC school. Okay, you know, this is big. And, you know, here's the budget here. There you go, Sam, do it. And at that point in time, I was forced into learning. But it but I also, I learned and it was something that once again, I can't put a price tag on it because I had to do it. And everyone really did think I was like full-time staff. No, I'm not. But it, I had to rise up to the cha- to the challenge. And, and that's kind of to echo what you said. It was a set of tools that I just 
I can't put a price on it, even though it was a lot of stress. (laughs) Hey, how can I get an intern? I want, I want an intern. I want. Okay. So look, so this is what we're going to do. We'll let you intern on draft diamond. See what, what people don't realize is every single one of our writers interns at draft diamonds and but we do something a little bit different. See, when I interned, I didn't really have the support and the help. So I was kind of like, I was like the guy on my own doing these different things. So it was my eye. But at the end of the day, I want these guys, like I have a guy, Jimmy, man. Jimmy is passionate about scouting. He's a beast. When I say he's a beast, like I can't, I can't give him enough credit. You know, they call him draft guy, Jimmy on Twitter, man. Make sure you follow him. He's my guy, but he runs our database. I'm sorry, my dog barking too in the background, if you guys hear that. But, you know, hey, look, Draft Guy Jimmy is like my guru. He's my right-hand man. He does all the Zoom interviews. He does prospect interviews. He breaks down film. He's doing database information. So, but the thing is, is he's building something that he's going to be able to hopefully monetize on his own. And that's what we want. I don't want to take guys in that they get stuck at Draft Diamonds for the rest of their life. I want to take guys in and I want them to move on and be big. Like we have Craig Forrestal that does his own podcast, just like you guys are doing right here. And he's supported and we put it on the draft on the website and he's on YouTube. And, you know, we want guys to to feel like they're part of us, but able to to grow as well. If that makes sense. We don't want it just to be, you know, Hey, look, you're just the draft diamonds and they just bury you in the background. No, no, we want to push you forward. We want to, we want you to monetize it and to make your own. And that's why they have their own channels and they, they do their own thing because that's what we want to do. One of our first interns was John Stevenson. You know, he was a former player, played for the Giants for a little bit, and then he wanted to get into scouting. Right now, he's a 49er scout. And then we had awesome. Justin Justin Lum, who came on board, and he was interning with us doing fantasy football and making little videos on YouTube and stuff. He's right now a reporter at Fox News in, in Arizona. So you can come up through an internship and become something major if you put forth the effort. And these guys... You know, Justin Lum won an Emmy with the Raiders because he got onto the Raiders uh, videography crew and made like a video and that thing blew up and they ended up getting an Emmy. So at the end of the day, it's like, that's powerful. And in, in, through an internship, if, you, if you're an intern, you want to get out there, we'll give you the platform. Draft Diamonds, we'll give you the platform. I can't write a thousand articles a day. I'm not that good, but I'll give you an opportunity to scout. I'll give you the film that you can break it down with. I'll, we'll, we'll give you that opportunity. But a lot of people, they, they don't, they want money. And, and unfortunately, they think draft websites make money. They don't make money. So, I mean, it is what it is. In this show, I think whenever like the fourth or fifth episode, we talked about industry um, misconceptions. We talk about it a lot because, as you know, there's a lot of them. So I know you and your team, your interns, your team, everybody's fantastic. You interact with many players I know parents are following fans I mean tons and tons of people you interact with on a daily basis weekly monthly what misconceptions do you feel that um, people are commenting I see it a lot people comment on Instagram or Twitter what do you feel like are the biggest misconceptions about the industry maybe it's the draft maybe it's about agents um that you see that you're like oh my gosh this isn't that's not how it is wow that's this this is really good because i could go on for like (laughs) we could do (laughs) we could do definitely 
I'm telling you, if if I had a common misconception, if we break it down from the player standpoint, we'll just say the player, then I'll do the parents, then I'll do the fans. And then that way you guys can tap into that. The players, I would say this, a lot of players believe that they're draftable um, and, and that's fine, but they believe all the hype around them and not really what the NFL teams are thinking because they don't know. So because there's that misconception there that, that they don't know that, that, that blank or gray area, they don't know where they fall or how they'll fall in a draft. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, I think the misconception that players have is they feel like everybody's a draft pick. Like they're guaranteed that they're going to get drafted. And that if they play, no matter where they play at D2, D3, because draft diamonds is talking about them or because another website's talking about them that automatically they're, cons- they're a draft pick. No, that's not the way it works. You know, there's a whole process there. You, you don't just have to have the stats. You have to have the character. You have to have, you know, the height, height, size abilities. You know what I'm saying? You have to have those things. When it comes to the parents, parents, parents believe deep down inside that their, their kid is gold. And at the end of the day, I'm sure you see this as an agent. They believe that whatever the they, they could go to church and the pastor says that he's a second round pick and they believe it because the pastor done told them, listen, at the end of the day, it doesn't work like that either. <laughs> Stop listening to Draft Scout, the website, or or, or a tweet that some draft nick that has 46 followers had said <laughs> they, they see that and they go oh man my kid's a draft pick because you know so and so.net you know tweeted about them or talked about them no stop it listen at the end of the day for parents they believe that their kid's great I, every parent believes their kid's great but yes, you're you not should but it's a right. different situation not everybody's a draft pick. And, and at the end of the day, when it comes to the draft, the parents that I have, they, they get mad at you. They argue with you. They tell you you don't know anything. And then when their kid goes drafted, then they want your help. And I'm sure you see that as an agent and that point as well, because it happens all the time. And then the biggest misconception with fans is they think that everybody, because you work in the industry, you're a billionaire. And they want, they want kickouts and they want hand-me-downs and they want everything. They want handouts, I should say, not hand-me-downs. They probably want that too. So at the end of the day, I think that's the biggest misconception on all three phases there. I think for the, for the players, it's just they believe too big. I think the parents, they believe too big as well But because it's their baby. I get it. But then the fans, they think you're rich and it just doesn't work like that. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I think Higgins and I both can agree on that. I think that, and I say this a lot, I think the entire process is very misunderstood from the player and the parent standpoint. And that's something that sometimes I will be completely honest about where a player's at and they don't want to hear it. And it's kind of like, all right, cross Sam Tiger off the list. And, and at the end of the day, that's okay. Cause then we're not on the same page. And if we're not on the same page, how are we going to move forward and go through this? Um, and yeah, I think there are so many, I know Neil Stratton says this a lot to first year agents signing an SRA with a player is not the time to be like getting balloons and all this stuff. I mean, if it's a first rounder or second round, that, that's one thing, but even then, you know, keep it humble, but it's it's so much more than that and that's a huge misconception too oh we signed with an nfl agent they're gonna get us on a team no 
No, doesn't really work like that. I mean, really doesn't. Um, you know what? I, I'll be honest when I say this about NFL agents. I'm sorry, man, but there's not the, 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 there's not many of them that bust their butt anymore. I'm sorry. Right. I mean, it, well, it's a very rare breed. There's 900 plus agents in they don't they don't work like they used to back in the day. I'm just saying it. I, I you know I can I mean, be wrong. Call me crazy. Hey. I'm not I'm not I'm not saying you guys, but I'm saying I've <laughs> seen it for myself. I've seen I, it for I myself. Agree. I agree with you though. And, and I 100 percent agree. Here's why I think here's here's why I agree with you, Damon, because I see it as well. Right. So and I think most of the reason why we're seeing it and we're gonna continue seeing it is because the players are not holding agents accountable anymore right because now all of a sudden instead of players going through the process and actually sitting down with agents and doing their homework and you know actually doing taking that route now it's become more of what can you get me yeah right? money grab right? it's, it's a money grab so now as an agent or as anyone once you make it a transactional type of relationship now you're taking a lot of things out of it Right. Because now it's no longer personable right now. I don't I don't care, you know, if your baby's eating. Hey, man, you got your stipend at the beginning of the month, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever it is. So I think when you say that, I definitely agree. Right? But and I think most of it is because the agents know that. Yeah, man. Hey, you know what? We're just going to buy the next guy and <laughs> we get fired from this guy. Oh, so and so is up in two years. Let's see if we can go snatch him. And, oh yeah, and then and then let's give them a grace period where they can just go steal clients too. I mean, you right. don't have to be good at what you do. You don't have to. You, hey, look, man, you don't have to be there for my wife's pregnancy or <laughs> or for for any of these other amazing things that you've done, helping me set up my own five five hundred one c three or right. whatever. But but don't worry because this guy's gonna give me fifty grand and, and I'm gonna exactly, go sign with him. That's, and that's and y'all so y'all now, know how it is, man. So and absolutely. Sad. Absolutely. And the thing can happen too. And I mean, I'm not going to say any names or anything, but case in point, player got poached from first agent by second agent. Player um, is no longer in the NFL. And ghost town from second agent player, um, you know, now is a client of mine. But, you know, it, it's, yeah. It's transactional, and then that's a shame, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, misconceptions. That's why we're there's a whole bunch, though, Sam. That's not just it's there's just so many. I mean, oh, you could sit here and talk on a whole you should you can have a whole segment on just misconceptions. We did and and just have, have you on for part two, man. Let's do it, All right? So, I know you mentioned earlier that you interned with a few scouting or companies or wanted to intern. So, my question for you. If you could have any job in the NFL, what would it be? Now, I mean, front office, coaching, scouting, player person. Mascot coordinator. Right, mascot, cheerleader coordinator, whatever it is you want to do, right? What would it be? All right, I, I know what I want to be. I, I've thought about oh, this man. long. You, I've like thought, about, thought about this. this. <laughs> I've thought about this really long and hard. I want to be the owner's driver. I just want to drive the owner around. Dang. I don't want any responsibility. <laughs> I don't want any, listen, number one, I would never want to be a scout. They're the most underpaid and underappreciated people in the business. Agreed. It, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be the owner because they're the ones that take all the blame for everything. 
I wouldn't want to be the head coach because once again, I'm not a blame guy. I hate blame. Um, I definitely a GM. No, because the same thing. I, I, so if I sit there and I look, I think that if I take the job as a driver of the owner, I have no, all I have, the only responsibility I have to do is be there on time and pick them up or her up and drive them around. And I'm going to get tips. I'm going to get, I'm, I'm good. I can good do what food. I want to do. I mean, yeah, I'm going to eat like what they eat. I'm good. I mean, I got the best job. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be a driver. Hey. How about you Higgins? What do you, what would you be? Bro, I can't stop laughing. I was not expecting. <laughs> but you. what about wait? So like, in Buffalo though, like even on the snowy, icy roads. See, I don't like driving, so that could never be my job. Yeah, <laughs> Listen, if you're the driver, you know everything that's going on. Though <laughs> you know when they're about to buy something, you know the stock market because <laughs> I mean, you know that's everything. True. You hear that a lot of conversation, right? You get a lot of hey, how you doing today, Mr. and Mrs. Pagula? Oh, good. We're about to go buy uh, Tim Hortons. Boom, you know. You you get into Tim Hortons, you buy the stuff. Oh, I love them. They're absolutely fantastic. Hey, I mean, I see I see where you're going with that. You definitely get to eavesdrop a couple conversations. Higgins, do you know what Tim Hortons is? No. Oh my God. Yeah, he the greatest. Up. It's a co- well, it's a Canadian. It's like a coffee and Buffalo. donut and bagel place. I'm 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 from an island and I've lived in South Florida. Yeah, I'm I know. I was just wondering. Well, now, okay, you asked me if I could have any job, what would it be? Oh man, that's tough. I wasn't expecting that one. I think I I think I'd like to be a position coach, just a linebacker's coach. Okay. Just give me, I need my, to, I, give me my group of six to eight guys. Let me just, let me work with them. I, I don't want to be a coordinator, right? Like you said, the whole blame thing, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and the head coach for the same reason. So just give me like a small position group. Let me take care of my little, you know, I only got to do room check for five or six guys. Actually, only just the starters. I'm going to just, I'm going to let the number two. <laughs> hey, man, you, you late, you late. <laughs> So Sam, with women in the NFL though being so big, what would you be? Owner. What was your dream job? Ooh. Oh, not that. I mean, I have my dream job, but if we're gonna play this like, oh, if we're gonna have yeah. a job on the other side, definitely owner. And you can, <laughs> I mean, that's just who I am. I'm cool you, with it. You want Damon to drive you around? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Hey, I'm gonna do it too. I'm gonna be like, who? Where to next, Mrs. Tiger? <laughs> it's Miss Tiger. <laughs> but yeah, I would That's want awesome. to be the owner. <laughs> Probably no shock there. Probably, yeah, I'm not shocked there. <laughs> I don't think you guys should have been shocked in my answer. It was great. <laughs> I thought you were going to say scout, but I agree. They're so underappreciated and underpaid. The scouts are... I love scouts so much because I always, I said this in one of our earlier episodes, I have a scout that I go to for really just opinions and I'll send him and he'll be like trash. He doesn't say it anymore. Cause I don't send him players that he's trash. And he'll sometimes I'll send like a, a poop and I'm like, no, come on. But now when I get a call, now I'm getting calls Sam, okay. I'm calling you. I'm like, okay, good. I'm getting better, but yeah, it's definitely, man. They they are they are on the road all the time. They're away from their families. It's uh, horrible for me. I, I talk to them every day. I talk to 
GMs and scouts and, and pro side and, you know, assistant directors and, and the work that they put in, it's so like, they're, they're never going to get compensated for what, how much work they actually do. And, um, you know, deep down inside, I feel like that would be a horrendous job for the, for me, because I do value my family time and, you know, obviously driving a vehicle around with the owner, that's humbleness. So I'll take that. And, uh, and I'm good. I'm sure it pays damn well because the owner's worth a lot of money. So I'm sure they're going to make sure, you know, and I'm law enforcement too. So I could pack that heat too while I'm driving. You know what I mean? I get, you get double whammy protection and, you know, (laughs) I'd be fired on day (laughs) one. There you go. You get a two for one right there, man. You get a two for one. (laughs) My value just went up. (laughs) Is anyone doing anything fun this weekend? Higgins going anywhere? No, I think I think I'm home this weekend. I think I'm home this weekend. I may be gone in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, I know A and M have a game out in Texas in a couple of weeks, but I think they're off this weekend. So nice. actually, I'm loving this spring season schedule for the swag. I get more time to go watch little bro play, and because during the fall, I'm busy recruiting guys and I'm doing my own thing. And I, you know, I maybe catch one game or two, but now it's like, it's nothing for me to do on weekends. So I'm actually, I'm planning on attending like all his games and just being there, being, just being a big brother. So. That's good. That's good. That's awesome. For me, I have nothing going on on the weekend, but breaking down film. (laughs) Me too. I've been watching me too. That's what I've been doing. It's been good. I feel very very i'm in a good place so higgins you know we're getting the jump on it yeah uh so damon before we let you go man um you know if there's what you would like to let everyone know all our listeners and everyone where they can find you and where they can find your team and the rest of the draft diamond um writers and everyone else man go ahead and give them a shout out and your social medias and things like that your website yeah, we're NFLDraftDiamonds.com is the website. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Draft Diamonds. Actually, NFL Draft Diamonds on Instagram. But um, and my team, listen, that's my that's my go-to. I don't know. I tweet it out all the time. There's like 20 some staffers that the intern that come on and do things. When we put out the tweet, man, if you guys can follow them, it means a lot because I think that they 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 are really truly the face of draft diamonds i'm just kind of the, the the brain behind it i guess but they're the ones that put everything together so um please follow them and you know i appreciate you guys for having me too so thank you thank you for supporting us no i believe in y'all i think the world needs this i there are so many parents that ask me this question all the time about you know what to look forward for and, or what to look um, at and agents and different things i think you guys do a great job i i'm happy to support you on draft diamonds on you know on our feed i think parents need to hear this I, they need to hear that people the agents are just people and then they're, they're not this some fairy tale person because at the end of the day that's what parents think they think that an agent well i mean they've been told the agents can get them drafted higher they've been told that you know that the agent can pay their debts and all these different things and that's really not the way it works so I appreciate what you guys are doing because you're telling the truth and the world needs to hear the truth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So be sure to subscribe and listen every Friday morning, right? For 
um, on your favorite podcast platform. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube